Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. <laughs> All right, well, today we have uh, a very special episode. I've uh, gone into a little bit of a firestorm online. There's uh, an article that I found. I don't remember who posted it. So whoever posted this, if you're listening, thank you for posting this. Um, I thought this article was fantastic. Uh, and it's so interesting. It's such a such an interesting case study here. Um, the, the article is called The Marxist Roots of Black Liberation Theology, and it is written by none other than the professor himself, Dr. Anthony B. Bradley. You might know that name because he is a big voice in the social justice movement within the church. Um, and, you know, look, he, he's a Ph.D. I'll give him his props. He is a Ph.D. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Hunter Thompson was a doctor, too. Hunter Thompson, yeah, you know, gonzo journalism, fear and loathing in Las Vegas, Raul Duke, that guy, he was a doctor. <laughs> I don't think he was a real doctor. I think he just I think he just called himself doctors. <laughs> I don't know. But, but anyway, but but. To be perfectly honest, Dr. Anthony Bradley is is one of those intellectuals that um, is just extremely condescending. You know, if you if you haven't read a certain amount of materials, well, then you should just shut up. Be quiet until you've read what I've read and done what I've done. It's one of those one of those very pompous type of intellectuals that looks down on all the plebs like me. But um, hey, you know, hey, I guess you earned the title. You've earned the right to be a jerk. I guess I, I don't know. But anyway. Um, he wrote this article, and this is a really good article. I'm not joking. You should read it. The Marxist Roots of Black Liberation Theology starts off talking about Barack Obama and his influence, uh, his influencer uh, pastor, Jem- Jeremiah Wright. Very, very interesting. He wrote this article over two years ago, or I'm sorry, over 10 years ago. And many people have, I posted on my Twitter and I just said that I was honestly perplexed. I didn't comment on it besides that. I just, I posted the article and I said, I am perplexed by this. Um, because listen to this. this, again, this is a guy who is involved in the social justice movement. This is a guy who believes in white privilege and how uh, minorities have been victimized and this and that. Listen to this sentence. This is, or, I'm sorry, it's a paragraph. It's the very last paragraph in the article. We're not going to read the whole thing on, on, on the air here, but listen to this. It says, black liberation theology, originally intended to help the black community, may have actually hurt many blacks by promoting racial tension, victimology, and Marxism, which ultimately leads to more oppression. As the failed war on poverty has exposed, the best way to keep the blacks perpetually enslaved to government as daddy is to preach victimology, Marxism, and to seduce blacks into thinking that upward mobility is someone else's responsibility in a free society. That is a powerful paragraph. I completely agree with every word of that that paragraph. If you've watched any number of my videos, you, you, this is a theme that I consistently beat. You, you know, your your upward mobility your in, in the United States. I mean, you, you, this is a free society. This is a free society. And, um, you know, your success, your this is all up to you. This is not somebody else's problem. This is not somebody else's issue. Now, everybody needs a little help from time to time, and that's fine. And you can access that, you know, through the church and, and all of these kinds of things. But you know, uh, the welfare state and things like that, th- this increases poverty. I mean, it's an economic law that anything you subsidize, you're going to get more of. And so I completely agree with this. This, this kind of fake um, ratcheting up of racial tensions and victimology and, and, and socialism and things like that, it actually keeps poor people poor. 
it actually keeps minorities in a worse position. I completely agree with that. In fact, I remember I did a video once about how the economic power of the black community and the Latino community, the amount, the, the massive amount of money and wealth that those communities have access to. It's when you when you total it up, it's more than entire countries combined, many entire countries combined. I mean, the reality is that there is there are resources, abundant resources here in the United States that you can use to improve your situation. And so when you think of yourself as a perpetual victim, um, you're not going to have an opportunity to do that. Anyway, so so I, I posted this and I was just honestly perplexed because, you know, it seems to me that, that, that Dr. Anthony Bradley has embraced a lot of the key aspects of this victimology. And I think that he kind of misunderstood, you know, sort of, I don't know if you watched my video or not, um, but there were some conversations that were very complicated. They were involved in weird threads. Lots of people were involved with them. So I'm not sure even sure who he's talking to, but he accused me of lying about him by saying that his views have changed. You know, if you look at the thread, if you're able to make sense of it, in the thread, I ask him if his views have changed. And he doesn't respond. He just responds with a very uh, arrogant, angry kind of tirade. You accuse me of lying. Blah, blah, blah. I'm asking you if you're lying. That's actually a different thing. I'm sure they taught you that in your PhD program. There's a difference between a question and an accusation. Now, questions can be kind of pointed, and mine certainly was. Um, but but here's the thing, because because I'm not saying that he's changed his mind, that victimology holds people down. I don't know if he's changed his mind on that. I don't read him extensively, and I'm not going to. Sorry, I'm just not interested. Um, but here's the thing. like, I, What I'm saying is, if you believe that, then why are you playing the victim? Why are you playing the victim? That's what my video was all about. My, 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 victim was, my, my video was all about that this victimhood thing, this grievance hustling that you engage in, Dr. Bradley, you. You engage in it on your Twitter feed constantly. We're about to see that in a moment. If you believe that that holds blacks down, why are you engaged in it? My video said that that victimology and grievance hustling is for losers, and it is. Don't be a loser. Don't pretend. Don't try to take every opportunity to be the victim. And I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll link to that video in in, in the description of this uh, podcast because in the podcast or in the video, I talk about specific instances of you playing the victim. He posted one of the things he did was he posted this like uh, very old blog that nobody reads that talks about how he's you know a bad because he's black or something like that. I don't even know. I didn't read it because I don't care. I don't care. Look, and he and he, and he pre presented this as if he's some kind of victim and white privilege. You know, white people don't have to deal with that. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, really? Like this is how you're a victim because someone made a, a mean blog post or a series of mean blog posts about you. And white people don't have to deal with that? I mean, come on, man. Come on. But anyway, so here's the thing. So do I think that his, his views have changed um, regarding um, the fact that victimology and Marxism and black liberation theology actually hurts black people? I don't know. I, I've, I don't have any evidence to think that that has changed. However, for some reason, he's embraced at least parts of victimology. Twitter has this really cool feature that you're able to search uh, terms and words in people's tweets. And so if you're interested in, in you know, what someone has had to say about white privilege or uh, victimology or something like that, all you got to do is go into their search. Uh, there's some filters. You can search specific Twitter feeds and things like that and specific phrases and words. And so 
here is <laughs> here is just a little bit of what I found. We'll do this in real time, um, just so you know I'm not like hunting and, and searching and things like that. So I typed in white uh, uh, privilege and um, Anthony, Dr. Anthony Bradley's Twitter feed. And here's the first one. This is the one I mentioned in the video. Ready? My white colleagues at evangelical schools enjoy the privilege of never, ever having to worry about websites, blogs, radio programs, anonymous phone calls, threatening emails, and all the counseling bills because of racist Calvinists. What a privilege. And a white one at that. So here's Anthony Bradley playing the victim. Here's Anthony Bradley grievance hustling. And he says, and his beliefs haven't changed according to him, that this actually holds blacks down. Here he is playing the victim. Oh, white people never have to deal with angry phone calls. White people never have to deal with blogs and radio programs about them, about how bad they are. I mean, first of all, this is an obvious lie. I mean, obviously, they do have to deal with that. Maybe they're not called the N-word, or maybe they're not maybe they're not opposed because they're black, but they are opposed aggressively. I mean, what's the difference if somebody hates you if you're black or because of some other reason? What's the difference? Honestly. Here's, uh, here's another one. He says, White privilege is about all the stuff whites get to avoid in USA life. That is, stuff whites have the privilege of not thinking about. Like, again, okay, fine. Who cares? You know, there's stuff that, that I have to think about that, that you don't have to think about. And what, is, what, is, what does that mean? Who's the victim here? Let's see what we got here. I'm scrolling down here. Da, 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 da. Let's see. I'm trying to find some good ones here. <laughs> this one's not good for my point, but I just have to read it. Uh, he goes, this is April 28th, 2015. I'd recommend that evangelicals, especially those raised in privilege, not offer a, quote, perspective on Baltimore for at least six months. Hashtag slow to speak. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to recommend Dr. Bradley that you don't talk about anything regarding the white experience ever because you're not white. So, how about that for slow to speak? <laughs> oh man, let's find out. Let's see. Da, da, da. Evangelical white privilege this is from March 28th, 2015. Evangelical white privilege deciding on which social issues are gospel issues or not. The black church hasn't had that privilege. Again, here's the black here's the victimized black church. They're such victims. They haven't had the they haven't had the privilege of deciding which issues are gospel issues or not. <laughs> really? <laughs> so God gave that privilege to whites, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you're not a victim. If you're in a in a quote unquote black church or a predominantly black church, you know what? And you're an elder there. You know what? You have the same authority to preach the full counsel of God that the white people do. You just need to take it. Why are you acting like, again, why are you playing the victim here, Dr. Anthony Bradley? In your 2008 article, you said that this is what holds people down. Why are you, why are you embracing it? That's what I'd like to know. Here we go. Let's find, let's find some more here. Here's one from May 6, 2016. White privilege is several of us, black, Latino, and Asians, have been addressing race for decades, but people only listen when white males speak. <laughs> This is such a lie, first of all. And second of all, again, this is the victimology. Oh, poor you. Nobody listens to you. They only listen to white people. Poor you. 
My goodness gracious, this is not true, obviously, obviously not true. There are plenty of blacks and plenty of Latinos that get listened to all the time and in reform circles, in other circles, in all of this. This is just, I mean, even in your article, you, you talk about how preposterous this victimhood narrative is. And when you talk about how it distorts reality, the reality of true progress, it, it, let me quote from your article. You say, for example, was Obama a victim of widespread racial oppressions at the hands of right, rich white people before graduating from Columbia University, Harvard Law School, magna cum laude, or after he acquired his estimated net worth of $1.3 million? H- How did white people keep, uh, rich white people keep Obama from succeeding? If Obama was the model of, of an oppressed black man, I want to be oppressed next. That's what you said. That's what you said. So then why are you playing the victim here? Oh, nobody listens to black people. Nobody listens to them. I, I, I just don't get it. You know, Obama's not the only one who graduated from Columbia University. My father graduated from Columbia University. Wasn't he supposed to be being oppressed? He was a Puerto Rican, a first-generation Puerto Rican in the Bronx. Wasn't he supposed to be uh, being oppressed at that point? How did he get into Columbia? I mean, look— Maybe your views haven't changed from this article, but I'm wondering why have you fell vi- why have you embraced some of this narrative that you yourself said hurts the black community? Why are you doing that? Anyway, y- you could you could see that the point here is that I could spend probably an hour just doing nothing but reading tweets from Dr. Anthony Bradley that um, embra- that show that he has, to a certain degree, embraced this victimology, this idea that him and his group are victims. It's just that simple. And I don't know what he wants to do, do about that. I, I don't know. I don't really care, to be perfectly honest with you, because his tweets are so unhelpful, so arrogant, so condescending that I'm just not interested in his opinions on this issue. I really am just not. There are plenty of other social justice warriors that are not as off-putting as he is that I would absolutely be glad to read, and I do read. So the, the reality is that, that um, you know, for all the bravado, all of the all of the the snark, all of the the rhetoric that he'll put online, there is something that has either fundamentally changed, or there, there's just no self reflection going on there. It's just that simple. I asked him the question if his views have changed, and he responded with an angry sort of "You prove it. You're lying about me." Like, look, I don't have time for that. I don't care. I just don't care. Oh, and by the way. Um, you know, he, he, here's the other thing too. Here's the other thing too. This is the uh, this is the guy who took such such a, such offense to one of the most basic statements uh, regarding uh, the sacrament of 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 the Lord's Supper that I could possibly imagine um, talking about race and things like that. This was from Doctor James White, and 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 Doctor Anthony Bradley really has, seems to have some kind of an issue with 1689 Reformed Baptists. I don't understand it. I don't. I mean, I don't really see care to look into it too much. I'm not a 1689 Reformed Baptist myself. No offense. I love you guys. I'm a West, Westminster guy. But 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 listen to this statement. Look, I mean, seriously, is, is there anything that's that's controversial about this? I, honestly, here, here's what J- Dr. James White has said. Also a doctor, by the way. Um, he said this. He says, when the body gathers around the Lord's table, there is only one space, the Savior space, the Redeemer space, the Mediator space, Anyone who drags color or ethnicity into that space is completely missing the point and the blessing. Now think about that for a second, okay? Think about that. Think about what's being said there. Is there anything that's that's even remotely controversial about that? I mean, is, it, is that not just basic? 
Like our, our unity in Christ transcends all of this, this, this stuff, you know, about our physical bodies, our ethnicities and things like that. And what part of the beauty of Christ is that we don't regard people according to the flesh anymore. And so, you know, when Jesus says you shall hate your mom and dad um, if you love him, you know, or you cannot be his disciple. I mean, that's that's a direct us. Look, your tribe, your ethnicity, your generations that compared to your your love for me, compared to to compared to, to to your unity in the body of Christ, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's not to say that you're not. I'm not Latino anymore because I'm a Christian. I'm not, uh, you know, you're not black anymore because I'm a Christian. That's not what he's saying, obviously. But he's talking about the Lord's Supper and the union, the community, uh, the communion that we have together with Christ. And here's what Dr. Anthony Bradley had to say about that. He was scandalized by that comment. Scandalized. Here's what he says. Here's an example of some unhelpful, mainline, colorblind, white privilege theology. He goes on, the beauty of the Lord's table on this side of the eschaton is celebrating its multi-ethnic victory over death, sin, and the devil. Explicitly multi-ethnic discourse should be encouraged. Let me read that sentence again, and I want you to square this with what he said in the article that I quoted at the beginning. He says about this very basic statement of biblical theology, he says, Here's an example of some, some unhelpful, mainline, colorblind, white privilege theology. Square that statement with what he says here. Black liberation theology originally intended to help the black community may have actually hurt many blacks by promoting racial tension in victimology. Here's another one that uh, a lot of you saw at the time. Uh, this is December 22nd, 2017. And he, here's what Dr. Anthony Bradley says here. He says, here's the problem, and this will be hard. From a black church perspective, evangelicals have never had the gospel, ever. Read the book, quote, Doctrine, a Race, Doctrine and Race. Here then is the actual question. When will evangelicals embrace the gospel for the first time ever? Hashtag black church. Now, then he goes on, people challenge him here, and then he goes on to say, well, you, have you read the book? And, you know, basically kind of doing that thing, well, if you haven't read what I have, I'm not going to talk to you about this and that. But the point is that this kind of statement is inflammatory, intentionally so, I think, and it's intended to increase racial tensions. If, if you were intending to, to have people learn and teach, you would actually engage with them when they push back on this kind of nonsense. But instead, you just say, well, read the book. It's like now, nah, I mean, like obviously, you're doing what you said. You, you, you. What you said would actually hurt the black communities when Black Liberation Theology did it. You're promoting racial tension. Dr. Anthony Bradley, you might not think that your views have changed, and they might not have changed when it comes to what you actually believe about these things, about how racial, in, in increasing racial tensions and victimology actually hurts black people more than it helps. But I've got some news for you. You need to do whatever you can to take a good look in the mirror and to examine your own life and ask yourself, am I doing the very thing I hate? Am I increasing racial tensions by calling this very basic statement of Christianity, our unity in Christ, white privilege, uh, you know, colorblind, whatever theology, whatever he said. Am I playing the victim? I said it on the video and I'll say it here. That's pathetic. 
this this whole idea that oh poor you someone wrote a mean blog post about you it's white privilege you know i i have to do certain things that white people don't have to do that's white privilege this this playing the victim it's so pathetic it's so sad and honestly lots of us are sick of it you can keep doing it go go ahead i mean knock yourself out if you think it helps you but 2008 you was a very aware that that kind of thing actually hurt I'm not saying your view on that has changed. I'm just wondering why have you embraced it? Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.